Am I talking to a certified gamer girl now? That's me. Uh, Connor in Discord called me and Mac Gamer Wives. And I, I got so much glee from that. <laughs> to the listeners who don't know, I finally built my PC and it looks so pretty. Like, I just have it over here on the side and aesthetically, it's mm, chef's kiss. I appreciate you getting an aesthetically pleasing PC because mine is just a brick, just a okay. big black brick of a box. I have to go for the aesthetic, you know? It's just... It's so pretty. I got this cool keyboard. Oh, hello, lighting up. And it has like the waz mm. with different keys so that I could find yeah. them easier since I'm still kind of a new gamer girl. Yes. But I'm excited. And you'll definitely want for some games to get a, uh, a controller that you can just plug into your... Yes, Mac got me one for Ooh. Valentine's Day, actually. Yeah, because if you play Hades with that, it's much better mm. than uh, anything else. Yeah, I can't imagine oh, playing goodness. Hades with a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, there are lots of games where it's just like, okay, time to pull out the controller. <laughs> we're not, we're not mucking around. I've been saying but I'm really are... excited to play Lord of the Rings Online. I, I actually, that's ooh, we could do a little fun little patron thing where we stream it. Yeah, your first time. Yeah, my first time. Oh, the listeners have been along for a lot of my Lord of the Rings first times. Actually, all yes. of them. Yeah. I believe all of them except Lord of the Rings them. Online has made all quests free. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah, all quests up to level 95 are free. Holy cow. What level are you at? How many levels are there? Uh, there are 140 levels. Okay. And... Yeah, that's a good significant bunch of them free. Yeah, like, a bunch of the North is free. Um, I've just heard so much about it throughout our podcasting. It's just a very detailed, fun thing. Because they've added more and more stuff. Like, they've... Even for, like, the lower levels, they've added... Like, they've expanded the Shire. They've added mm. new zones for the Shire. Mm -hmm. uh, they've added more, like, more zones for Bree. They've added stuff by uh, Rivendell. It's yeah. it's been it's, it's all very good, and you get to meet all these book characters. You yeah. actually get to meet Glorfindel in game, and you oh, get to meet. I have a tangent about Glorfindel when we get to that I know, spot I in, saw in your the chapter. Tweet, and we're gonna have <laughs> yeah. to get to it. Oh man! I knew I knew this was gonna be the episode we talk a lot more about because you because it's just you because you have <laughs> it's just access me. to you have <laughs> access to the elves now, and Finally. nothing will get in your way. Uh, we just go further along in this book, and I'm like, I'm just Sam, who's just so gleeful over the elves. Mr. Frodo, look at all the elves. It's just me to you. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> That's oh, look so at the elves. Uh, but, but, uh, before we get into it, though, how are you? I'm doing very good. Um, just chilling, waiting for, uh, waiting on the world to change. Um on the world to, world to change. That's a good song. It is. I it's I've I've just been relaxing. Uh, I'm excited for next week because I have a little mini vacation planned. Yay! Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just not going. Staycation. 
So yeah. it's a vacation. Hey, yeah, I just that sounds lovely. I needed time off, and I got all this like vacation time I wanted to use up. So you can sleep during like normal people hours. We can play Overwatch together. We can play Overwatch together. <laughs> I can. I we can uh, try out Lord of the Rings online together. Yeah. Too. Uh, God, so much we can do now Hell that you yeah. have a gaming PC. And can... I'm also still itching to play Monster Prom because it's been a hot minute. Monster Prom, there's Sea of Thieves we could play. Yeah. Oh, so many good games. Anyway. <laughs> I love making plans with you during your vacation when it's just all the yeah, gaming. It's, it's all, it, I mean, that's until we're actually like living close to each other and can actually do things in person. <laughs> this is, we're going to have to settle for this. That and like movie nights or something. That's fine. I'm here for it. Oh, goodness. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm just chilling. Tomorrow I'm taking my little sister to see Cocaine Bear. Oh uh, man, theaters. let me know how that movie is. It's just just the title sounds like a fever dream. It like my sister was literally like, "Oh my gosh, you want like do you want to go see Cocaine Bear with me?" I'm like, "Uh, sure." I'm like, when do you want to go? I'm like, how about Friday? We can get uh, dinner together and then Aww, we can go see it. I'm like, sibling All right. date night, sibling bonding, Cute. sibling bonding. <laughs> I've heard it has really fun, like, campy horror, which I didn't even know it was a horror. I actually know nothing about the movie. It just sounds absurd. Yeah, it just looks really ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Report back. Uh, I don't know how it goes. Yeah. And, yeah, that's I, I scheduled a dentist appointment, and I'm like, how about on your birthday? I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. sure, on my birthday. Another, like, clean teeth on your birthday. Hey, well, it's wait. gonna be me going in and being severely judged by the state of my teeth. Wait, do I have your birthday in my phone? I feel like I put it in my phone last year. I do. Pisces? Is that what you said you were? Mm-hmm. So I could figure out your Twilight significant other. Apparently, it's that fucking pasty motherfucker, the whitest <laughs> man in the world. Fucking Carlisle? What was his name? Carlisle? Yeah. yeah Carlisle uh, Cullen. But I loved it because mine was um, his wife. Esme? His wife. Is that his Esme? name? And I just love yeah. that we got You're like. asking the wrong guy. Paired together. <laughs> we're, we're, but we're platonic. We're platonically married. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Esme, yeah. yeah. Esme. Yeah, yeah. I thought I would have thought you would have wanted uh, the sister, the short-haired one that Alice. Ships Bella with. Yeah, Alice. That's what I would have wanted, but the zodiac sign said no, True. so that's not who I deserved. <laughs> You've not earned Alice. <laughs> not yet, at least. Then again. In fairness, neither is Bella because Bella hasn't done shit. But that's we're not true. here for me to rant about. We're not here to talk about Twilight yet. It comes later in the month. All right? Uh, Speaking of our movie watches, though, happy patronversary to all our patrons. We've had a Patreon for a whole ass year. So thanks to all our patrons for giving us money. Think of all that money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did a little... Think of all those good friends. (laughs) I did a little sappy emotional... um, little blog post talking I about saw. what we've done on our patreon and it's public so if anyone wants to read it they can go read it at what blog wait patreon.com slash oh on Ryan. patreon because mm-hmm. i saw the uh the twitter post you mm-hmm. made and it's the picture of us at your wedding yep. i always do enjoy that uh, mm-hmm. it's a good picture, picture of, us. of us i mean it's one of the most presentable times i've <laughs> ever looked like <laughs> 
It was like the rare um, moment when I fucking got dressed up and cleaned up. It was a good look. Everything. It was a good look. With the like kind of uh, fun, what is it, like Hawaiian shirty under a vest? Well, it was a last minute one because the white shirt I was originally going to wear was see-through. So you'd be looking at my fucking nipples. <laughs> And I'm like, I can't be presenting nipples at fucking at their wedding. Tori's and Steph's wedding. Like, Molly and Nate are here. How improper that would be. We have to but wait like, for that second, until after the, the booze second... starts flowing. No, even then, no one's seeing my nipples. You'll see my nipples if we do like a beach day. That is when people have earned my nipples. Okay, okay. Earned my nipples. Can't believe I use that sentence. God. Watch anyway. out for the Silmarillion OnlyFans coming soon. Oh no. God, Silmarillion. Uh, can't, can't even. Anyway. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about with we this. We do. Uh, We're on chapter, book so. two of book one of the Fellowship of the Ring. So. Book two of book one, chapter one. Yeah. Well, I didn't even and... realize they started the chapter numbers over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I let's gotta, get it. I got yeah, let's do our a little intro. <clears throat> In three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Silly Marillion. As always, I am your host, Paul, the Elrond of our nerdy little Rivendell. And joining me is the amazing, fantastic uh, Tori, the Glorfindel of our Rivendell as well. Welcome, Tori. Oh, Glorfindel. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me, and thanks for comparing me to the beautiful Glorfindel. Maybe you maybe you're all more like Bilbo in that you're you're not to the levels of elfdom yet, but you are We're getting like there. living here. Yeah. We're getting there. Bilbo was such a jump scare in this. I was like, who's this creep? Well oh, I gotta save scared. it. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh but yes, as always, this is a podcast where I get my good friend Tori deeper and deeper into the Lord of the Rings. And we have reached Rivendell, finally. We aren't fucking around in the woods anymore. We aren't fucking in the Shire anymore. That's really old. We're seeing elves, Mr. Frodo. We're seeing elves. We're meeting elves. We're meeting dwarves. We're meeting... We've finally taken our first step into a larger world where it isn't just the hobbits and Mm -hmm. some dirty... Just the hobbits hopping around, running away from some creepy hooded figures. Mm-hmm. It is. Now it, we get gosh, some merry so many meetings. We got many meetings. Many, many meetings. But there's it, so many people to meet. So many. And it starts off immediately. Frodo wakes up, and who is it? Gandalf. This son of a bitch. Where what has he been? been? <laughs> Where have you been this whole time? Being all coy and shit, being like, oh, let me give you the exact date. It's like, oh, so you do know what time it is. <laughs> so where the fuck were you? Oh, God. Uh, but yes, starting out, we have Frodo 
waking up and for a second thinking that he is still in the Shire, that he's perhaps yeah. been ill, that he just, like, hasn't been well. Just like a crazy fever dream for like that lasted forever. Mm-hmm. And he's in this in this cute little room. The ceiling looked strange, but it was flat. It was flat and had dark beams, richly carved. He lay a little while longer, looking at patches of sunlight on the wall and listening to the sound of a waterfall. Idyllic. What a calming way to wake Idyllic. up. Idyllic. I love waterfalls too. So the fact that like Rivendell is just like this beautiful, like town. valley with all these. It has a river running through yeah. it out of the mountains, surrounded by waterfalls. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh, I wrote this on Twitter, but I would love to wake up in the house of Elrond, please. It's it's a fan. It's such a soothing place. Like you, when you get to other elven locations later on, they're either like old ancient ruins, long mm. decayed, or they're like otherworldly forests. This one is just it's the nicest place to be. It's yeah. just a calm, quiet little valley in a cozy house. That's it. It's just delightful. Mm-hmm. With a lot of just like singing and merrymaking, like Please, please. And speaking of Rivendell, that Lego set, I want it. Do I have that enough money to drop on it now? No. Do I want it? We, yes. God, I hope it's not like a limited time thing. I hope it's just a thing I can like go onto the Lego store like website and just yeah. order it because that is... It's gorgeous. I never gave much of a look at the Lego Lord of the Rings sets. I was always Lego Star Wars. Hmm. But Lego Lord I don't of the Rings came out kind of after Lord of the time. Rings Lego sets they have. Uh, let's actually take a look-see <laughs> Lego.com. <laughs> this could be bad for the wallet. I would have, like, wanted a... The, I know they have a lot of Harry Potter Lego sets, but since that is no longer my interest... Oh, they just have the Rivendell one. I is Rivendell the had... first? Oh, wait. I here's a Hobbit one. Is. What is this Hobbit one? Oh, the Hobbit. An unexpected gathering. It looks like a little no, wait, hobbit but hole. They also have, they also have, uh, like uh, Helm's Deep and ooh, uh, the Mines of Moria and Shelob's Lair. You can get Gandalf's uh, little fire cart, uh, firework wagon. <laughs> you got. I mean, there there were actually a lot of these. Thing is, I'm looking on Amazon and everything is like the prices are wholly bumped up. Yeah, you can get Bilbo's. You can get Bag End with Bilbo and the dwarves. Cute. Oh, that's fantastic. The Council Council of Elrond. Elrond looks yeah, angry guess... in this Lego set. Oh, he's he's just very annoyed at everything. <laughs> Even his he's description. We'll get there. We'll get there. I love how the Rivendell set, like, though, has all of their little, like, minifigures of the council. <laughs> I'm a start. I'm a start at, what is it, a Ko-Fi? A GoFundMe? <laughs> Just buy me, buy me Rivendell. Put it on my throne. Buy me Rivendell. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh... enough. Lego, if you want to sponsor us. Hey, Lego. Uh, you, don't even, you don't even need to send us money. Just send us the Rivendell <laughs> us Lego the set. set. And that's we'll be perfectly fine with uh, that. What is how much is it on uh five hundred dollars? Yeah. I just bought a gaming PC that's gonna have to wait for yeah. a hot minute. 
Like I already just dropped seventy four dollars on a whim today. <laughs> like <laughs> on what? Uh, two assa- several Assassin's Creed games because mm. there's a uh, there's a Steam sale going on, and I'm like, Ooh, Ooh. I can just get it all now for a much cheaper price. My brother told me there's a Steam sale I should check out. Being a new PC gamer. Yeah, it's a uh, the Ubisoft sale, so it's like Assassin's Creed, a bunch of other games. Mm-hmm. Uh. The Steam sales you're going to want to look out for definitely are the summer Steam sale and the Christmas Steam sale because things are ridiculously low. Okay. There's always some sales going on. Like, you can always, like, check the specials in the Steam store, and there's usually some games that are, like, at least, like, 25% off or something. Yeah, I hope. Anyway. Back to Rivendell. This, uh, so, yeah, Gandalf is here. He's a surprise bitch. Um, I am here, and you are lucky to be here, too. After all the absurd things you have done since you left home. And I wrote, to say the very least. It is. It has been. And Frodo just is like thinks about it. And Frodo's next immediate question is, where is Sam? Yeah. And first then he goes, question and out are the all gate. the others all right? <laughs> it's for Sam, it's like, oh yeah, and Merry and Pippin and Aragorn. <laughs> but doesn't even name them. Just like, oh, are the others fine yeah, too? and the others. And Gandalf telling him, like, Sam has been here, like, by your side. Yeah. Like, he's only now not here because I told him to go get some mm-hmm. rest. I kind of wish he was there when he woke up, though. Mm-hmm. But then we get, like, that later scene that we'll get to. Yeah. He's always like, you got some strength in you, just like as you showed in the barrow. And Frodo's like, uh, how do you know about the barrow? And he's like, you've been talking in your sleep. And, <laughs> Sa- and Sam's been filling in on some things. Don't worry. Yeah, he seems to it's have not, gotten I mean, a lot of knowledge. He's been reading his mind. He's been reading his mind. That's what I'm... That's what it kind of felt just... like. Yeah. Well, literally, he says, you have talked long in your sleep, Frodo, said Gandalf gently, and it has not been hard for me to read your mind and memory. Okay, yeah, so can Gandalf read minds? Is this a thing? I guess if someone's unconscious, he can just kind of, like, put his hands on, like, their forehead and just kind of read them. Only specific people, I guess. Like hobbits or so. Jeez, Gandalf. Just reading minds without consent. What if there was things and, Frodo didn't want you to see? What about his gay little hobbit thoughts? Yeah, I was about to say, it's like he just sees a, like, it's a memory Frodo has of, like, Sam shirtless and, like, wiping sweat off his brow. <laughs> it's like, are you okay? It's just a fan Frodo? cam of and there's Sam. Like, hey, sexy lady. <laughs> it's the Pedro Pascal, but it's just Sam. Uh... Uh, and, like, Candle just kind of pulls away. He's like, well, that's enough about this. <laughs> Maybe I should not do that again. Uh, and Frodo does kind of take Gandalf to task, and Gandalf's like, "I'm sorry, I I was delayed." And he's like, "I'll tell you what happened later." Uh, but like, there so are coy. very powerful. Yeah, he's like, there are very powerful things in the world that even I cannot face yet. Yeah, and he was held captive. Yes, and like that's pretty scary. That someone captured and held Gandalf. The gray captain. Yeah, that someone someone had the power to do that. It's, yeah. It because it definitely makes us uneasy because we've constantly looked at Gandalf as kind of this like 
guiding star, this yeah, very powerful power that we can't quite reach because we're dealing with just hobbits. They're not powerful. They're very simple folk. They don't know any magic. So Gandalf has kind of been above and beyond their abilities. And then for Frodo to suddenly be taken aback by the knowledge that Gandalf can be detained. Gandalf is not an all powerful individual. It, it, It really does like throw him into a bit of chaos for mm-hmm. a second, a bit of shock realizing this. Yeah, it would to me as well. Then he mentions kind of being thankful for Aragorn slash Strider having saved and kind of been their guy yeah. when Gandalf was away. He has become very fond of Strider. Well, fond is not the right word. I mean, he is dear to me, though he is strange and grim at times. In fact, he reminds me often of you. And then this amazing line. Amazing I didn't line. know that any of the big people were like that. I thought, well, they were just big and rather stupid. Kind and stupid like Butterbur, or stupid and wicked like Bill Fernie. What a call-out like, to big people, which is like, and, and it's Gandalf true. And Gandalf comes to the defense of Butterbur. You don't know much even about them if you think old Barlamin is stupid. He thinks less than he talks and slower, but he can see through a brick wall in time. <laughs> what does that even mean? It means, like, he he can do enough reasoning that he can, like, come to conclusions if you give him time. Mm-hmm. Like, he isn't quick, but he isn't stupid. He can't, he's not so easily deceived. I just love that that's how big people slash humans slash us are described. Like, tag yourself. Are you uh, kind and stupid or stupid, <laughs> stupid and wicked? Stupid and wicked, yeah. Either way, you're stupid. Uh, other, uh, either way, you get no choice. <laughs> you, you're dumb. You stupid. We get a little more Aragorn lore. Yes, he's like. I thought he was only a ranger. He's like, only a ranger. Do you know what rangers are? Mm-hmm. They're the last folk of the men of the West. The race of the kings from over the sea. Aragorn, son of Arathorn. They bring up how it's all down to how Aragorn. Without Aragorn, they would have been lost. And then Frodo's like, "Wait a minute, what date is it?" Yeah, like, it it can't it can't be the twenty fourth. It ought to be the twenty first. And Gandalf's like, "Well, you bitch, you've been unconscious for several days, like for four nights and three days to be exact." And uh, I had forgotten. I had had to kind of like read through back again. But as we said at the end of the last episode of <laughs> Tolkien, just got lazy and was like. I don't want to write these scenes. Let's just have him fall asleep unconscious. Yeah, he's like, it's going to be weird for them to just kind of find him like yeah. this. So you know what? We'll, we'll just he's, come back uh, to it. Unconscious. We'll just talk yeah. about what happened in dialogue. I'll have Gandalf there to tell him what all happened. That's all Gandalf is, is just giving us a recap of what happened when the hobbits were unconscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives him his like diagnosis of what what that fucking knife was a mortal blade it would have turned him into a wraith like them except weaker and under their control yeah he would have been like a little mini ring wraith which is wild a lot less a lot less intimidating yeah imagine the nine ring wraiths these tall shadowy figures these black riders on great black horses and then you have like a little mini black rider on like (laughs) a little like pony uh, not not nearly as intimidating. <laughs> that's kind of frightening, though. Like that's that's what he would have 
became. Um, and then Gandalf also gives him a little bit of his strength and saying, I have known strong warriors of the big, the big people who would quickly have been overcome by that splinter, which you bore for 17 days. Yeah, that that's wild. A long fucking time. And not even just that. He also had the ring he was holding. And it just really shows like hobbits may not have like magic or like be the strongest warriors, but they have the strength and determination, maybe stubbornness, too. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why they get, they can hold the ring for so long. Good on ya, Frodo. Way to not die. (laughs) Way to not be fucking dead, Frodo. Um... Honestly, that is kind of like the best compliment we can give Frodo in these fucking (laughs) books because he is just, uh, back and back and back again. Like, truly, he gets tossed around like a fucking rag doll. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Stressful um, for Sam. Good lord. And we get some more lore about the elves. Like, because Frodo's like, oh, he, he like asks more questions about the ring rates and why he could yeah. see their horses, but not them. And Gandalf's like, well, because they're real horses, just as the robes are real robes. They put them on to give themselves form and shape. And not all of Sauron's, uh, like, like servants are wraiths and ghosts there are many orcs and men warriors and kings that walk alive under the sun and yet are under his sway and then get froze like oh is rivendell safe and i love this little uh snippet of like lore we get when he says uh the elves may fear the dark lord and they may fly before him but never again will they listen to him or serve him and that's a little a little second age tidbit right there mm-hmm. of when uh when it, it all ha- when when it all happened <laughs> when the rings were made when the devil went down to georgia when the devil went when sauron went down to Oregion. yeah <laughs> exactly exactly and that is why uh, Frodo can see a white figure, and it was Glorfindel. Yes, uh, I thought I saw a white figure that shone and did not grow dim like the others. Was that Glorfindel then? Yes, you saw him for a moment as he is upon the other side, one of the mighty of the firstborn. He is an elf lord of a house of princes. Indeed, there is a power in Rivendell to withstand the might of Mordor for a while, and elsewhere other powers still dwell. There is power, too, of another kind in the Shire. But other such pla- all such places will soon become islands under siege if things are go-, go on as they are going. Yeah. But yeah, we get that little hint of just how different elves are from, like, humans mm-hmm. and hobbits in that the elves... It's very... There's this whole philosophical discussion like Tolkien wrote out a philosophical discussion between two characters uh like Galadriel's brother Finrod who talks with uh a uh a human woman I forget her name uh something it's the Athrabeth or something it's this whole dialogue between Finrod and this human woman who his brother had fallen in love with. It was oh. like the, it's the only mention of like an elf man falling in love with a human woman, oh, as opposed to a human man falling in love with an elf woman. Yeah. 
Uh, but like nothing comes of that romance because they're like like his brother's like it's not meant to be, and then he goes off and dies in the war, and she becomes very bitter. Mm. Uh, they have this whole conversation of like how beings are two parts. There's their fea, which is their spirit, their soul. If you think of Feanor, his name means spirit Ooh. of fire. Cool. Uh, so there's the Fea, and then there's the Hror, or it's it like H, it's not the Hor, it's <laughs> not the Hor, uh, it's like H-O, it's H-R-O-R, Hror, or okay. Hroa, or something like that, which is like the body, and how, uh. like, there it's like those two concepts, and Elves are, like, at complete peace because their bodies are eternal and so are their spirits. Oh, so, they like, they're immortal. But humans have this disconnect where when they, like, their bodies will die and then their spirits will leave and then the mm-hmm. two will be disconnected. And it's this very interesting concept, which is cool to kind of see uh, displayed in how when Frodo puts on the ring he can see Glorfindel's yeah. spirit, his Fea, shining brightly while the the Fea of the ring race, he can actually see them for what they really are because mm-hmm. they have no true bodies mm-hmm. in the physical world. But then when he puts on the ring, he can see their spirits. Spooky. So would he be able to see all Elven's spirits? Or is Glorfindel I'm not sure, special? Because he... It might be that simply because Glorfindel is an elf of the first stage. Yeah, because he's, he's a long old time. As fuck. He may have he may have come from Numenor, so he may have been in the light of the two trees. Ah. Hey guys, this is Paul with a uh, afterthought. Um, well, it's not an afterthought; it's a correction. I I just said Numenor. No, I didn't. You misheard me. I didn't say Numenor. I said Valinor. That's totally what I said. You're fucking crazy if you thought I said Numenor before. Had to gaslight you real quick. Okay, back to the show. When you said he came in contact with the light of the trees, I'm just imagining him as a glow stick, and you have to, like, get some of that light for him to glow. He just looks so in radiated. In the other world, yeah. Just... Glorfindel, the glow stick. I don't think there's any mention of what an elf looks like with the ring on other than Glorfindel. So I don't know if Glorfindel is special or is that uh, or if that's what all elves would look like when you put on the ring. Interesting. Then like he admits how scared he is to Gandalf and Gandalf eyes him and I like this I uh, this little dialogue uh, or monologue Gandalf has with himself where he says still that must be expected. He is not half through yet and to what he will come in in the end not even Elrond can foretell. Not to evil I think. He may become like a glass filled with a clear light for all eyes to see that can. Yeah. And then he he, he then just goes, you look splendid. <laughs> and he gives a little play-by-play of what happened at the Ford. Of Which how, was also cool like, AF. Yeah? Like, the the part that I put all caps cool... How Elrond commanded the flood? Yes, he uh, the Bruinen, that river that the ford was at, uh, it flows through Rivendell. So that is the power, like, Elrond has a power over that. And it kind of makes sense in that, um, uh, like, he, remember, 
Elrond is descended technically from essentially a goddess from a Maiar. Yeah. He's descended from Luthien, whose mother was Melian. So mm-hmm. he's also this great lore master. He has all this hidden knowledge. And technically, he founded Rivendell. Rivendell was not a thing before Elrond. So oh. it only kind of makes sense that he would have like full control. That's kind of why everything. it's called like the House of Elrond. Yeah, it's the House of Elrond. It's the last homely house west yeah. uh, east of the sea. Yeah, he um, so he like commanded the flood that kind of pushed out the ring wraiths with the help of Gandalf, with, who and with the help of uh, Frodo's companions and Glorfindel, because yeah. uh, as soon as the Black Riders were in the river, the the waters were released, and Glorfindel knew this was going to happen, so he had Aragorn and the hobbits like equip themselves with basically torches because the Nazgul fear fire. Mm-hmm. And Glorfindel didn't need torches because, uh, yeah, uh, the moment the flood appeared, he rushed out, followed by Aragorn and the others with flaming brands. Caught between fire and water and seeing an elf lord revealed in his wrath, they were the dismayed and their horses were stricken with madness. And they get carried away by the flood. Yeah. And Frodo's like, oh, is that the end of them? He's like, nope, they'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be back. <laughs> yeah, can't, yeah, can't easily kill them because they are tied to the ring. Yeah. And uh, Gandalf said he added a few touches of his own. Some of the waves yeah, took he, the form of great be... white horses with shining white riders. Which... He wanted to be a drama queen. Yeah, a nice little contrast. <laughs> I had a little, uh, a little touch. A little flair. thought you might like that. <laughs> well, he's you were like, like face I, down in a ditch. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if you noticed, and Frodo's <laughs> like, uh, I didn't. I was, I was stricken with madness and dying. I'm well, let sorry me tell that you I didn't what notice. You I didn't notice your fun little trick you did. <laughs> and and Frodo's kind of like, thanks for all the help. They've showed such kindness, and Gandalf's like, well, there are many reasons why they should. I am one good reason. The ring <laughs> is another a very important person. You are the ring bearer, and you are the heir of Bilbo, the ring finder, which I thought was, like, the ring bearer and the ring finder. Such, such important parts of the story. It, you do kind of get to see why Aaron is kind of put off by Gandalf, because he is a very self-important person. Self-insert. And when you take into account that he is a fucking angel, uh, I would be a little arrogant, too. (laughs) Like, I would also be like, I've been alive for thousands upon thousands of years. I have seen ages pass. I have seen empires crumble. Please acknowledge my cool little trick I did with the water. Please. (laughs) Oh, Gandalf. This bitch. And I like the little mention of Bilbo. And Frodo's like, oh, Bilbo, I wonder where he is. And no one has mentioned that Bilbo is here. Yeah, no no one mentions that Bilbo is here. We don't know Bilbo is there. Yeah, we don't. I was reading this, and when he said that, like, oh, dear Bilbo, I wonder where he is. I, like, had a thought in my head. I was like, isn't he, isn't he there? Why has yeah, he you were thinking of the, the movie. Yeah, I was like, isn't, I guess maybe I was wrong. Maybe I remembered that incorrectly. He's, like, talking about how Bilbo would have liked to hear the story. Yeah. The cow jumped over the moon and the poor old troll. And with that, he fell asleep. And then when he wakes up, he finds some clothes have been put out for him. He puts them on. And I love this moment where he looks into the uh, mirror and he sees a much thinner 
version of himself. It looked remarkably like the young nephew of Bilbo, who used to go tramping with his uncle in the Shire. But his eyes looked out at him thoughtfully. "'Yes, you have seen a thing or two since you last peeped out of a looking-glass,' he said to his reflection. Yeah. And I've I've had moments like that where I've just kind of looked into the mirror and realized how much I've just grown mm-hmm. as a person. Like mm. looking into the mirror and being like, "Oh, haven't seen you for a while." Yes. Like physically oh. and personally. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And before we get to this next merry meeting, I have to read out this description of the last homely house because it just sounds so idyllic. And it's like, that's the kind of house that I want, which also goes to say something like talking with Molly and like she wants her home to be like a little hobbit home. And I'm over here like, oh, but give me the elven home. You want want yours to be the homely house. You want yours to be, yeah, read out, read out the description. Frodo was now safe in the last homely house east of the sea. That house was, as Bilbo had long ago reported, a perfect house, whether you like food or sleep or storytelling or singing or just sitting and thinking best or a pleasant mixture of them all. Merely to be there was the cure for weariness, fear, or fear and sadness. Like, ugh. I love that. I, I need to get you a, a little, like, little placard with you living in LA that it says the last homely house yeah. east of the sea. And it's just, just in South LA. It's just South LA. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are east of the sea. So that yeah, part that's, that's why true. I said it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> east of the sea. But it is like, I want people to come visit. I want yeah. people to come from far and wide. And like, there are many meetings in the house of Rivendell. Yeah. Oh, do you know my wall with the um, Polaroids up on it? Every time someone new comes into our house, I take yes. a Polaroid and put it there. Yeah. I'm going to put above that many meetings. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> See, I, I, <laughs> I kind of want to like put in money for you to get a house and then just live there as like your Bilbo, <laughs> where I'm just like. <laughs> I'm retiring here. It's like, Paul, you're younger than me. I'm like, I'm retiring. <laughs> I support it. Oh, goodness. And then and we finally have... Then we have the merriest meeting. Yes. Sam, Sam appears. Came. He ran to Frodo and took his left hand awkward and shyly. Mm-hmm. He stroked it gently, and then he blushed and turned hastily away. Hello, Sam, said Frodo. It's warm, said Sam. Meaning your hand, Mr. Frodo... It has felt so cold through the long nights. But glory and trumpets, it's fine to see you up in yourself again, sir. Gandalf asked me to come and see if you were ready to come down, and I thought he was joking. I love so the implication that Sam has literally been holding his hand yes. this entire time. Yes. When he's like comparing with how warm and cold it's been. And he noticed it's warm now. And he blushed and turned hastily away. My only note for that is gay. Gay panic. <laughs> He's got that gay panic. So freaking cute. Like, it's so tender. It's so tender and dear. It's so. Tw- I love these two. They're yeah. so amazing. And I especially just love with um a little reference to the Lord of the Rings movie. Originally, in the movie, they didn't have Sam holding Frodo's hand. But Ian McKellen like pulled out the book and said yeah. oh, look, it says it holds his hand and sean Aston went yeah 
Sam should be holding Frodo's hand. And I'm just like... Love that. Yes! Love that. Thank you, Sir Ian. <laughs> wow, I can't wait to watch these movies, too, after reading this. Oh, gosh. The watch-throughs we're going to have. It's going to mm. be fucking ridiculous again. Can't wait the to food just... will make for it. The oh. fucking... It'll make me hungry. Um, uh, and then I love this, this next part. I have to read it because I am Sam. Uh, I am Sam. <laughs> Frodo says he's ready. Like, let's go and look for the rest of the party. And Sam says, I can take you to them, sir. It's a big house, this, and very peculiar. Always a bit more to discover and no knowing what you'll find around a quarter. And elves, sir. Elves here and elves there. Some like kings, terrible and splendid, and some as merry as children. And the music and the singing, not that I've had the time or the heart for much listening since we got here, but I'm getting to know some of the ways of the place. This isn't even me reading this as Sam excited. This is just Tori being excited for reading this. Oh, elves. Elves, sir. Elves for days. And now my love is awake and I can show you the elves. I need to make the meme of, you know, like the Buzz Lightyear meme where he's got his arm around Woody and he's yeah. like... <laughs> It's just you. It's like elves, Paul. Elves everywhere. Oh my gosh, please. Could you please make that after we're done? Oh, I, I will, I will post it immediately to the Twitter. Oh. Uh, and I love that description because that is definitely how elves are. Yeah. And how they're so different because you have some who are tall and noble like kings and some who are just like children. And I feel it like it, in my head I've seen... And associated more of the kingly ones and not yes. so much the ones as Mary, which once I discovered that elves were known for that, I feel like that's really when I was like, I feel more like elf that are just singing and dancing. Yeah. All the it's time. It's been, it's a thing where you have, uh, uh, it's like the first stage elves, the elves that you are more familiar with from the Silmarillion. Yeah. They are more like kings and ancient warriors because that's Noble. who we dealt with. We didn't really meet any of the common elves when we were in the first stage. It was all yeah. kings and nobles and princes and. And great to be warriors. fair, they were going through some shit. <laughs> and they were going through some shit. I always have this head canon basically of all elves that were basically born in the third age don't really have all this trauma that mm. all the older elves do. Yeah, that's like, a good point. The elves who are all the way from the first stage, they fought in these great wars against the Dark Lord. They witnessed the birth of dragons. They yeah. witnessed the scouring of an entire continent that sank below the sea. They lost so many they friends. They had their own who are, now, who are now all in the West. Like There are so few first stage elves left in Middle-earth that they have this loneliness to them. Yeah. And even second age elves like Elrond, they witnessed the crafting of the rings and then the fall of the great elven kings. They witnessed the death of Gil-galad and all these ancient warriors. It it's been a time and a half for them. And third age elves have had it pretty well because most of the troubles that have occurred in the third age have happened to humans mm. or dwarves. They haven't really happened to elves. Yeah, they're just straight chilling. Chilling and being merry. Yeah. Good for them. They deserve a little treat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they go on guiding through. Sam gets to show Frodo the elves. Um, yeah. 
and they find where their friends are gathered and immediately yeah. goes here's for frodo lord of the ring <laughs> and gandalf, gandalf was like nope quick to strike that down nope none of that he's not the lord of the ring and we should not be talking about the lord of the ring because he's a bad bad man <laughs> i love that pippin says gandalf has been saying many cheerful things like that <laughs> yeah just sassy Sassy, sassy man. But it seems impossible somehow to feel gloomy or depressed in this place. I feel like I could sing if I knew the right song for the occasion. I just love they have this little moment of like retrieve, um, repri- no reprieve, just being able yeah. to like sleep, rest, and then they go to a feast. Sleep, rest, eat, repeat. Yeah. Uh- Frodo's like, I feel like seeing myself, though at the moment I feel like eating, more like eating and drinking. And Pippin's like, you'll soon be cured. You have shown your usual cunning in getting up just in time for a meal. <laughs> if that's not the Hobbit way. And they have this magnificent feast then, going into the Hall of Elrond. And we get this fantastic... Do you want to read this description? Oh, oh please. Uh, start out with like the Hall of Elrond's house. Uh, yes, yeah. I go, go the down? End of the description of Elrond. Perfect. The Hall of Elrond's house was filled with folk, elves for the most part, though there were a few girls, a few guests of other sorts. Elrond, as was his custom, sat in a great chair at the end of the long table upon the dais. 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 Next to him on. The one side sat Glorfindel, on the other side sat Gandalf. Frodo looked at them in wonder, for he had never before seen Elrond, of whom so many tales spoke. And as they sat upon his right hand and his left, Glorfindel, and even Gandalf, whom he thought he knew so well, were revealed as lords of dignity and power. Gandalf was shorter in stature than the other two, but his long white hair, his sweeping silver beard, and his broad shoulders made him look like... Look like some wise king of ancient legend. In his aged face, under great snowy brows, his dark eyes were set like coals that could leap suddenly into fire. Glorfindel was tall and straight, his hair was of shining gold, his face fair and young and fearless and full of joy. His eyes were bright and keen, and his voice like music. On his brow sat wisdom, and in his hand was strength. The face of Elrond was ageless, neither old nor young, though in it was written the memory of many things, both glad and sorrowful. His hair was dark as the shadows of twilight, and upon it was set a circlet of silver. His eyes were gray as a clear evening, and in them was a light like the light of stars. Venerable he seemed, as a king crowned with many winters, and yet Hale's tried warrior in the fullness of his strength. He was the lord of Rivendell, and mighty among both elves and men." Beautiful. Jimmy, that stuff was like poetry. I read that over like three times because I was like, this is such a description. Jimmy really popped off when he wrote this description. He put put all the effort of character descriptions he could have sprinkled out amongst a bunch of other characters (laughs) that he could have described what they look like to us and instead just put it into these three motherfuckers. He really put his whole Tolkienacy into it. Oh god, the Tolkus, the Tol, not the, the Tolkusy. <laughs> god, uh, it's like okay. The parts that really got me 
his voice like music on his brow sat wisdom and in his hand was strength like yes to physically describe someone using wisdom and strength ooh it's very biblical it's yeah it's it's like this very um metaphor to it yeah and not to say like uh like he could have just ended with the face of Elrond was ageless and he looked like he had like seen many things but to say like written the memory of many things both glad and sorrowful like what a yeah. way to say this guy has been through some shit <laughs> and of course that... he seemed crowned with many winters and yet hail is a tried warrior He's yeah. both old and young, and I love this constant dichotomy of the elves being so otherworldly that you can't really describe them as old or young, yeah. because they are this constant. And we, of course, then get the beautiful description of Arwen, his daughter. Yeah. Uh, so like she was in form of womanhood to Elrond, that Frodo guessed that she was one of his close kindred. Young she was, and yet not so. The braids of her dark hair were touched by no frost, her white arms and clear face were flawless and smooth, and the light of stars was in her bright eyes, gray as a cloudless night. Yet queenly she looked, and thought and knowledge were in her glance, as of one who has known many things that the years bring. Above her brow her head was covered with a cap of silver lace netted, with small gems, glittering white, but her soft gray raiment had no ornament save a girdle of leaves wrought in silver." Yeah. So it was that Frodo saw her, whom few mortals had yet seen, Arwen, daughter of Elrond, in whom it was said that the likeness of Luthien had come on earth again, and she was called Undomiel, for she was the even star of her people. Beautiful. Beautiful. Fantastic. I love the throwback to the, the likeness of Luthien had come on earth again, because... Mm -hmm. You know, like the way Tolkien described Luthien in, in the film, it was like the most beautiful being. And I love that. Yeah. She just like kind of brought that up. And of course, I love any description that has to do with stars. Yeah. Light like the light of stars. Ooh. Of course you do. Jimmy pop off. <laughs> you, you star <laughs> slut. <laughs> I'm a slut for the stars. But then... Frodo turns, and there's a less noble figure, but a way more friendly one. Yes. It is a dwarf with a white beard who's sitting next to him, and he takes notice of Frodo looking at him, and he goes, I'm Gloin, and Frodo's like, are you Gloin. the Gloin? The Gloin! One of the twelve companions of Great Thor and Oakenshield? It's the Gloin. Gloin! The Gloin of the Hobbit. It's nice that we get to see a, a, a character holdover from the Hobbit, and yeah. we actually... We get to find out what happened after the Hobbit to these places. Mm -hmm. I wrote that too. Out... I was like, this is a little like Hobbit epilogue. Jimmy yeah, does like, it again. He's like, here's Jimmy's what you missed. Like... Jimmy's like doing a little shout out to he's like, hey, for those of you who read the Hobbit and wanted to know more about what <laughs> yeah. happened afterwards, here you go. Uh, they talk about the Bayornings, the sons of Bayorn. Yeah. And Gloin is like, they are valiant men and keep open the high pass in the fort of Karak, but their tolls are high. <laughs> and like Bayornival, they are not over fond of dwarves. Still, you can trust them. Yeah, and you can trust them. But you can also trust the men of Dale, who yeah. have become mighty again. The grandson of Bard the Bowman rules them. Bran, son of Bane, son of Bard. He's a strong king, and his realm now stretches far south and east of Esgoroth. And Frodo's like, oh, what about you guys? He's like, oh... 
What? He's like, oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> Dwarves' tongues are said to wag when talking about their handiwork. So <laughs> stop me if you get tired of me talking about so <laughs> like going. Like you have activated my hyperfixation, <laughs> and you will only hear go. about this now. Buckle up, Sonny. And he starts talking about all the changes to the dwarf kingdom, how great things have been built up. He talks about how Dane is still king under the mountain, and very old, having passed his 250th year. <laughs> he talks about the remaining companions of Dwalin, Gloin, Dory, Nori, Ori, Biffer, uh, no, Dory, Nori, Biffer, Buffer, and Bombor. And how Bombor is now just very fat, and how it needs six people to lift him now. Poor Bomber, constantly being fat. You didn't need to tell that joke. part, Gloin. You I didn't know. have to mention that part. <laughs> and Frodo's like, "Well, what about Balin, Ori, and Oin?" And he's like, "We don't know. It's yeah. on account of Balin that I've actually come to Rivendell seeking advice. But let's not talk about our missing friends." I'm curious. I want to know what does that mean? What is this foreshadowing? What is Ball and Orion Owen up to? Are we going to find out later? Is there going to be something that he just drops and we don't hear about again unless we read, like, the footnotes? Oh, you'll find out. Okay, cool. In this book. Cool. <laughs> but, like, he also describes uh, how... he Well, he's like, oh, we can't, like, beat our fathers in, like, metalwork and stuff, but we have them beat in construction. He goes, you should see the waterways of Dale, Frodo, and the fountains and the pools. You should see the stone-paved roads of many colors, and the halls and cavernous streets under the earth with arches carved like trees, and the terraces and towers upon the mountain sides. Then you would see we have not been idle. And Frodo's like, gosh, I wish Bilbo could have seen it. And Gloin just goes, you were very fond of Bilbo, were you not? Why? And Frodo just goes, yes, I would rather see him than all the towers and palaces in the world. Why has no one told him yet that Bilbo is here? It's a surprise! It's a surprise party! They're they're like teasing him, just like smiling subtly. Anyway, we're coming up to that part next. And so, yeah, the feast comes to an end and they're brought to this place called the Hall of Fire. Sounds gorgeous. Where you can hear many tales and many songs. It's their multimedia center. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then Frodo notices a, a small little figure nestled in a corner, and Elrond goes up to him. Elrond went forward and stood beside the silent figure. Awake, little master, he said with a smile. Then, turning to Frodo, he beckoned to him. Now at last the hour has come that you have wished for, Frodo, he said. Here's a friend that you have long missed. The dark figure raised its head and uncovered its face. Bilbo! cried Frodo with sudden recognition, and he sprang forward. Hello, Frodo, my lad, said Bilbo. So, you've got here at last. I hoped you would manage it. Well, well, so all this feasting is in your honor, I hear. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Why weren't you there? cried Frodo. And why haven't I been allowed to see you before? Because you were asleep. I've seen a good deal of you. I've sat by your side with Sam each day. And as for the feast, well, I don't go in for such things much now. And I have had something else to do. What were you doing? Why, sitting and thinking. I do a lot of that nowadays. And this is the best place to do it in, as a rule. 
Wake up indeed, he said, cocking an eye at Elrond. There was a bright twinkle in it, and no sign of sleepiness that Frodo could see. Wake up! I was not asleep, Master Elrond. If you want to know, you have all come out of your feast too soon, and have disturbed me in the middle of making a song. I was stuck on a line or two, and was thinking about them. But now I don't suppose I shall ever get them right. There will be such a deal of singing that the ideas will be driven clean out of my head. I shall have to get my friend the Dunedan to help me. Where is he? Elrond laughed. He shall be found, he said. Then you two shall go into a corner and finish your task, and we will hear it and judge it before we end our merrymaking. Messengers were sent to find Bilbo's friend, though none knew where he was or why he had not been present at the feast. In the meanwhile, Frodo and Bilbo sat side by side, and Sam came quickly and placed himself near them. They talked together in soft voices, oblivious of the mirth and music in the hall about them. Bilbo had not much to say of himself. When he had left Hobbiton, he had wandered off aimlessly, along the road or in the country on either side, but somehow he had steered all the time towards Rivendell. I got here without much adventure, he said. And after a rest, I went on with the dwarves to Dale, my last journey. I shan't travel again. Old Balin had gone away. And then I came back here, and here I've been. I've done this and that. I've written some more of my book, and of course I make up a few songs. They sing them occasionally, just to please me, I think. For of course they aren't really good enough for Rivendell. And I listen, and I think. Time doesn't seem to pass here, it just is. A remarkable place altogether. I hear all kinds of news from the mountains and out of the south, but hardly anything from the Shire. I heard about the ring, of course. Gandalf has been here often. Not that he has told me a great deal. He's become closer than ever these past few years. The Dunedan has told me more. Fancy that ring of mine causing such a disturbance. It is a pity that Gandalf did not find out more sooner. I could have brought the thing here myself long ago, without so much trouble. I have thought several times of going back to Hobbiton for it, but I am getting old, and they would not let me. Gandalf and Elrond, I mean. They seemed to think the enemy was looking high and low for me, and would make mincemeat out of me if he caught me tottering about in the wild. And Gandalf said, Oh, the ring is passed on, Bilbo. It would do no good to you or others if you tried to meddle with it again. Odd sort of remark, just like Gandalf. But he said he was looking after you, so I let things be. Oh, I'm frightfully glad to see you safe and sound. He paused and looked at Frodo doubtfully. Have, have you got it here? He asked in a whisper. I can't help feeling curious, you know. After all I've heard, I should very much just like to peep at it again. Yes, I've got it, answered Frodo, feeling a strange reluctance. It looks just the same as ever it did. Well, I should just like to see it for a moment, said Bilbo. When he had dressed, Frodo found that while he slept, the ring had been hung about his neck on a new chain, light but strong. Slowly he drew it out. Bilbo put out his hand, but Frodo quickly drew back the ring. 
To his distress and amazement, he found that he was no longer looking at Bilbo. A shadow seemed to have fallen between them, and through it he had found himself eyeing a little wrinkled creature with a hungry face and bony, groping hands. He felt a desire to strike him. The music and singing around them seemed to falter, and a silence fell. Bilbo looked quickly at Frodo's face and passed his hand across his eyes. I understand now, he said. Put, put it away. I'm sorry. Sorry you've come in for this burden. Sorry about everything. Don't adventures ever have an end? I suppose not. Someone else always has to carry on the story. But I can't be helped. I wonder if it's any good trying to finish my book. But don't let's worry about it now. Let's have some real news. Tell me about the Shire. Some Aww. stuff to unpack there. So much shit to unpack. Oh my god. First of I all, love Bilbo. Bilbo so much. Bilbo's just hanging out here. Just this hanging whole out. Time. He's retired. It's his retirement. <laughs> retirement home. The last homely house. Yeah, the retirement homely house. <laughs> um And honestly, if you were like getting on in years, wouldn't this be the place you want to retire to? Truly, truly. I understand. I was it's shocked that it, it made me feel like Bilbo was unwell if he didn't go join the feast. Like, all hobbits want to do is eat. Yeah. And, but then you realize he's super old for a hobbit. Yeah. How many like, years has it been since, since Bilbo has seen him? Since his 11th birthday? Yeah. Uh... I think it's been 11 more years i think 10 or 11 more years so like he's like in his 120s mm. and like the oldest the oldest hobbit was the old took who lived to be 130 okay so bilbo is nearing he's yeah he's he's catching age. up i believe he says like later on in the books that he's hoping to like surpass the old took in age <laughs> And I believe he does at the very end of the... Uh... Mm. So he's just been hanging out in Rivendell, writing some songs, thinking some yeah. thoughts. He's been thinking some thoughts. He's been <laughs> chilling out Max and relaxing all cool while shooting some b-ball outside the school. I'm just imagining him playing basketball with Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> he's like going like between the legs and shit. <laughs> um... And Nothing we, but we that he actually did. He actually did go back to the Lonely Mountain and saw all his friends yeah. on the last adventure, and he did see everything. And he then finally came back, and he's written songs. And he 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 does. I like how he's almost kind of become like the pet hobbit of the elves. There, <laughs> where he's like, they sing my songs, but I think it's just to please me. Yeah, because I don't think they're very good. <laughs> um, and then we get a little bit more serious where. He starts talking about the ring, and mm -hmm. then he has the sun desire to see it. And he asks Frodo to see it, and Frodo shows it to him, but then all he sees is this little wrinkled creature with a hungry face and bony groping hands, and he yeah. felt a desire to strike him. The, 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 the idea that Frodo suddenly has just the desire to strike Bilbo yeah. is... Yeah. And the fact that Bilbo realizes this and he's like, put it away. And I'm, I'm sorry that I passed this burden on to you. I'm mm -hmm. very sorry. But tell me some real news. Tell me about the Shire. 
Like, Bilbo's gotten all this news from far off lands and about important things that are happening in the world. But he's like, that's not important. What's important is how is the Shire? Yeah. And Frodo tells him. And the fact that Sam comes along and sits with them. uh, Every item of news from the Shire that Frodo could tell, aided and corrected now and again by Sam, was of the greatest interest to him, from the felling of the least tree to the pranks of the smallest child in Hobbiton. And then the Dunedain shows up, and it's Strider. It's it's Aragorn. And (laughs) Bill was like, what do you call him Strider for? And Strider's like, that's what they call me in Bree, and that's how I was introduced to him. Because of course he has a million names, because Jimmy loves giving people a million names. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... Bilbo's like, time for a little lesson. Dunedain means man of the West, Numenorian. Numenorian. And then, I love this little thing. Where have you been, my friend? Why weren't you at the feast? The Lady Arwen was there. <laughs> Just <laughs> imagining like, him, oh, like, you're, you're wiggling crushed. his eyebrows. <laughs> this is even better when it's a lesbian Aragorn. And they're like, mm. why weren't you at the feast? The Lady Arwen was mm-hmm. there. You gay mess. <laughs> Uh, but he's like, nah, I've been chilling out with her uh, her brothers because they've returned and they've got tidings that I've uh, wanted to tell. Her twin brothers, the Fred and George Weasley of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I didn't even know these names before. Yeah, uh, they don't show up in the movie because uh, they they actually do a fair bit. You When you play Lord of the Rings online, they will be a, a, a common sight. Mm. But they are identical twins and... They are uh, Arwen's older brothers. Hmm. It's nice to meet them. Meeting so many people. Goodness. Oh, and then then Bilbo's like, let's go finish our song. Yeah, he's like, help me with my song. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let me hear it. And Frodo is kind of left alone. Sam, well, no, he's not left alone because Sam is still there, but he's fallen asleep. Yeah. And I'm just imagining Sam just leaning on Frodo, his eyes closed. Yeah. Lying there. And this description, again, Tolkien loves his descriptions of anything but characters. (laughs) At first, the beauty of the melodies and of the interwoven words and elven tongues, even though he understood them little, held him in a spell as soon as he began to attend as soon as he began to attend to them. Almost it seemed that the words took shape, and visions of far lands and bright things he had never yet imagined opened out before him. And the firelit hall became like a golden mist above seas of foam that sighed upon the margins of the world. Then the enchantment became more and more dreamlike, until he felt that an endless river of swelling gold and silver was flowing over him, too multitudinous for its pattern to be comprehended. It became part of the throbbing air about him, and it drenched and drowned him. Swiftly he sank under its shining weight into a deep realm of sleep. God, such good descriptions. My dude listens to lo-fi music and then falls asleep. (laughs) (laughs) And in his kind of half-sleep, he's kind of like drifting in and out of sleep because that's just the way the Hall of Fire works. Yeah. Uh, He hears a very long song. (laughs) A very long song. Which Uh... I I will not sing, but I will chant it essentially, because I feel like that is easier. <laughs> and I don't want to... The, the 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 version of that song I know uh, has some higher notes that I can't reach, so it might <laughs> not be as, uh, as nice. Can't reach unless you're in the shower, huh? 
Nope. Has to be <laughs> in the shower. <clears throat> Aaron Dill was a mariner that tarried in Arvernian. He built a boat of timber felled in Nimbrethil to journey in. Her sails he wove of silver fair, of silver were her lanterns made. Her prow he fashioned like a swan, and light upon her banners laid. In panoply of ancient kings and chained rings he armored him. His shining shield was scored with runes to ward all wounds and harm from him. His bow was made of dragon horn, his, his arrow shorn of ebony, of silver was his haversion, his scabbard of chalcedony. His sword of steel was valiant, as, uh, of adamant his helmet tall, an eagle plume upon his crest, upon his breast an emerald. Beneath the moon and under star, he wandered far from northern strands, bewildered in encha on enchanted ways beyond the days of mortal lands. From gnashing of the narrow ice, where shadow lies on frozen hills, from nether heats and burning waste, he turned in haste and roving still. On starless waters far astray, at last he came to night of naught, and past and never a sight he saw, of shining shore nor light he sought. The winds of wrath came driving him, and blindly in the foam he fled from east to west and to, from west to east, an errand list unheralded he homeward sped their flying elwing came to him, and flame was in the darkness lit more bright than light of diamond, the fire upon her carcanet. The Silmaril she bound on him, and crowned him with the living light, and dauntless then with burning brow, he turned his prow, and in the night. From other world beyond the sea, there strong and free a storm arose, a, a wind of power in Tarmanel, of paths that seldom mortal goes. His boat it bore with biting breath, as might of death across the grey, and long forsaken seas distressed, from east to west he passed away. Through ever night he back was borne, on black and roaring waves that ran, o'er leagues unlit and foundered shores that drowned before the days began until he heard on strands of pearl where ends the world the music long where ever foaming billows roll the yellow gold and jewels wan he saw the mountain silent rise where twilight lies upon the knees of valinor and eldamar beheld afar beyond the seas a wanderer escaped from night to haven white he came at last to elven home the green and fair where keen the air where pale as glass Beneath the hill of Ilmarin, a glimmer in a valley sheer, the lamplit towers of Tyrion are mirrored in the shadow mirror. He tarried there from errantry, and melodies they taught to him, and sages old him marvels told, and harps of gold they brought to him. They clothed him then in silver white, and seven lights before him sent, as through the Calichirian, a hidden land forlorn he went. He came unto the timeless halls, where shining fall the countless years, and endless reigns the elder king in Ilmarin on mountain sheer. And words unheard were spoken then, of folk of men and elven kin, beyond the world where visions showed, forbid to those that dwell therein. A ship then new they built for him, of mithril and of elven glass, with shining prow, no shaven oar, nor sail she bore on silver mast. The Silmaril as lantern light, and banner bright with living flame, To gleam thereon by Elbereth herself was set, who thither came. 
and wings immortal made for him, and laid on him undying doom, to sail the shoreless skies and come beyond, behind the sun and light of moon. From ever even's lofty hills, where softly silver fountains fall, his wings him bore a wandering light beyond the mighty mountain wall. From world's end then he turned away, and yearned again to find afar, his home through shadows journeying, and burning as an island star. As high above the mist he came, a distant flame before the sun, a wonder ere the waking dawn, where gray the Norland waters run. And over middle earth he passed, and heard at last the weeping sore, of women and of elven maids in elder days and years of yore. But on him mighty doom was laid, till, till moon should fade an orbed star, to pass and tarry nevermore on hither shores where mortals are. For ever still a herald on, an errand that should never rest, to bear his shining lamp afar, the flamifer of westerness. I want to, like, snap to that. So my mic pick up the snaps. Like, yeah, like Bilbo's wearing, like, a beret as he's yeah, saying it. Yeah, like... there's, like, a spotlight. He's, like, sitting on a stool on stage. Everyone snaps around. That would... An errand that should never rest to bear his shining lamp afar, the flamifer of westernness. Aragorn's on bongos next to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We just watched the just Goofy movie yesterday with that exact scene. Oh my god, amazing. It it's it really I do love the idea of the house uh the Hall of Fire being basically like the coffee house mm -hmm. of like it, there's like a little Starbucks corner. There's like a barista <laughs> making coffee for people. They have open mic nights every other day. Of course, yeah. Man. Uh, it's it's all fantastic. I love that. Good, uh, good job reading that. There's some tongue twisters in there. Well, it's uh, it is it is my business to do that because those are uh, it's a very fancy words, but also plenty of elven words that yeah. don't mean anything in English. Um, I love so basically the lore of this is he's telling the tale of Arendil, who is Elrond's father, yeah. who basically went into the West with the help of his wife, Elwing, who bore the last Silmaril. And they sought the, um, uh, the, the safety and guidance of the Valar, who then agreed to go fight Morgoth finally, and that ended the first stage. And then Arendil became a star. He is flying in a ship called Vingalot, and he is, he's, a, he's a star in the sky. Yeah. The light is the Silmaril that he now bears upon his breast. The Flamifer of Westerness. Wild. So cool. Such, such a cool, like, piece of lore that Jimmy wrote for this the Silmaril. I also had a jump scare when I saw the Silmaril in the song. I was like, ah! Yeah, you're like, ah! <laughs> Where's Fanor? Trauma. Trauma someone, response. Someone get, someone get a beat on Fanor. Yeah. Where's that motherfucker? Um... And then we get uh, this little banter with this elf named Lindir, who, who I feel is totally a, a, a third-age elf because he's just so snarky and goofy. <laughs> and uh, He's like, we, get, we better hear it again. And Bill's like, I can't. Did you know how fucking long that was? I can't do that again. <laughs> hey, Paul, the give a chance again. I missed part of it. Can you start it over? Just run off. it back. No. Run it back. <laughs> 
I do love the elves like joking. You know you never get tired of reciting your own vo- uh, your own verses. <laughs> and Bilbo had apparently challenged them with a question of whether they could tell which parts were his and which parts were the Dunedons. Yeah. And they're like, no, two- we can't tell the difference between two mortals. And he's like, how dare you? <laughs> you, you, can- you can't judge between a man and a hobbit. They're as different as peas and apples. <laughs> And then Lindir shoots back with maybe. To sheep, other sheep, no doubt, appear different. <laughs> or to shepherds. But mortals have not been our study. We have other business. And I feel like he turns up his nose when he says that. He's like, we have other business. It's like, what business do you have, Lindir? I understand if Elrond is busy. I understand if uh, Glorfindel is busy. What the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> Are you dude, doing? You other business. <laughs> what other business have you been doing? Your fucking part-time job? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Uh, and the other part time is just dozing by the waterfall. Mm-hmm. And then Frodo just kind of like waves him off and goes back to Frodo. He's like, "Did you guess?" And Frodo's like, oh, "I didn't know." He's like, "Well, it's a trick question. It was mostly all me." Yeah. So Aragorn wanted me to include a green gem for some reason, and Where's... the green gem is important. Um, because... what? Where did he yeah, mention uh... a green gem? Okay. Me, this thing is so long. Let what me recite this whole fucking thing again. Run it back, Paul. Run it back. <laughs> <laughs> I was jump scared by the uh, Silmaril and just forgot any other type of gem. I should have been there. Uh, when describing how he looked, uh, his sword of steel was valiant, of adamant his helmet tall, an eagle plume upon his crest, and upon his breast an emerald. Mm, okay. Okay, I'm going to clock that. Going in the brain. It is it is an important thing for Aragorn, who is also a descendant of Arendil. Just saying. And Frodo's like, I started falling asleep, and he's Bill's like, it is difficult to stay awake here until you get used to it. Not that <laughs> hobbits would ever acquire quite the elvish appetite for music and poetry and tales. So wait, and back up. Aragorn is a descendant of Arendil. Arendil, yeah, Arundel. because. He's a descendant of the kings of Numenor, who are descended from Elrond's brother, Elrohir, who chose to become human. Oh, so wait, him and Arwen are kind of, like, cousins. Incredibly distant, though. <gasps> like, there are generations upon generations between Cause... him and El- Arwen. Because Elros, that's Elrond's brother, right? Yeah. Because he was... He, he went mortal human, so there's been many generations. He, he went mortal. Generations. Since. Never go mortal. <laughs> One sec, I'm actually gonna look up. I'm also a slut for stories about like mortal and immortal, and I got to. Yeah. I had such a proud moment, and I got to go off and like tell about Elrond and Elros to Nate, Molly, and Mac, and and Shane, and explain this whole like, oh, oh, tasty to be to be siblings and twins and have. To be Elrond and just like watch your brother die, and yeah. then all of his kin. While you're still just you just live in your immortal life. I'm doing the math now to f- find out how many generations removed they are. They are 57 generations removed. Wow. Okay. So it's not like you're marrying your fucking cousin. Like, <laughs> they are so far removed. Okay, that's a good chunk. That's a long time. It is a long time. And like it's also super long because a bunch of those kings like lived for like hundred like a hundred and something yeah. years. So it's like Just to compare it's that quite to a like, distance. 
So, wait. So, from Aaron Dill, Aaron Dill, 57 generations later, and then you have Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah. But from the other side... Like but for Ar- Arwen is the granddaughter of Arendelle. So that's like three. Yeah. That's crazy. It's an... Again, Wild. ages are fucking weird. Wild. This fucking book series. Aragorn is such a... No, it's not a cougar. Because that's... Wait, is it a uh, cougar? If you're going for an older woman? The cougar is the older woman. No. Oh, what's, the, what's the other way around? Arwen's a cougar. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna Arwen's have to robbing the cradle <laughs> to an insane degree. Oh my god! Time to talk uh. about problematic age differences. Uh. Can you do but, this um, um, Elven song? Yeah, I can. I can quote. I can't sing it, but I can, I can chant it. Please. So as they leave the Hall of Fire, uh, a new song arises. Ah, Penamiriel. O Menel Aglar Elenath, Nachaired Palandiriel. O Galath. Oh, gosh. That's a hard o word. O Galathremen. O Galathremen Enorath, Fanuilos, Lelinathon, Nef. Nefafar. 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 Si Nefiron. Pretend my mic is picking up snaps. <laughs> It might, it might. The recordings usually pick up more than Discord does. <laughs> uh, and it means, O oh, Elbreth Starcandler, white glittering, slanting falls, sparkling like jewels, from the firmament the glory of the starry host, having gazed afar into remote distance, from the tree-tangled mid- middle lands, ever white to thee I chant, on this side of the ocean, here on this side of the great ocean. Ooh, pretty... I love it. Sing to her. As like they're leaving, Frodo does look back and see that Fro- sees that Frodo and Aragorn are like standing next to each other, and they're speaking. And then Arwen turns towards him, and the light of her eyes fell on him from afar and pierced his heart. She just seems like this mysterious beauty in the corner. So far, she is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, like it's like when the Cullens like show up at the cafeteria and she's like, who are they? And they're like, yeah, the Cullens. And it's like, who's that? That's Arwen and Domiel. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud. You made a Twilight reference. I hate, you, you did Twilight this to me. Reference. You did this to me. Oh, we've come full circle. <laughs> I'll never be the same again. Oh, you're welcome. What can I say except you're welcome? No, no. <laughs> Don't like it. And then there's a knock on the door, and Sam is like, begging your pardon, you sir. I need to take they care of you. Yeah, you need to go to bed. You've just woken up after all of your injuries of four days of being like knocked out. It is time for you to rest. Good night, Frodo. Bless me, but it has been good to see you again. There are no folk like hobbits, after all, for a real good talk. I'm getting very old, and I began to wonder if I should live to see your chapters. Uh, you to see your chapters of our story. Good night. I'll take a walk, I think, and look at the stars of Elbreth in the garden. Sleep well. I'm just again. I have this list of commissioned pieces I want to commission at some mm-hmm. point, and at some point I want to commission a piece of Bilbo just standing in the garden of Rivendell, looking up at the night sky and all uh... the stars, or just. His pipe hanging out from under from 
hanging from his mouth and his like arms right behind his back and he's just admiring the stars. Yeah. That's very elven of you, Bobo. It is. He, again, he's, he's a, been in he's Rivendell an elf, a lot. He's an elf weeb. He's an elf weeb. <laughs> oh, fun chapter. Look, we've talked for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was a lot. That was many, many merry meetings. And it's going to be even longer next time. Have you seen how long the next no, chapter is? No, I haven't. Because it's just a bunch of dialogue explaining what's happening in the world. Oh, man. Let's see. The Council of Elrond. Did I finally mm. get to meet Legolas and Gimli? Yep, and Boromir. Boromir? Oh, dang. Yeah, good chunk. All right. Oh. So, yeah. Good stuff. Get ready for that. <laughs> Good stuff. I'm I'm glad we got to this chapter because you got your elf dosage. Oh, yeah. I always... got some beautiful descriptions. Thank you, Jimmy, for feeding me. <laughs> You're like, get me get me someone to just get someone, uh, get you a girl who describes you like Tolkien describes his elves. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Good I don't stuff. really have anything else to talk about because this uh we talked enough talked enough a as lot is. Of shit. yeah <laughs> so yeah. thank you everyone Thanks, thank you for tuning in thanks for showing up we uh it, a lot of it i feel is just us reading the book out loud to you guys but hey if you've been listening this long you've been enjoying it <laughs> well so. i mean technically the film was you just telling me about the book and now it's fair yeah. It's, now it's reading and still it's still reaction. Reading and reaction. Yeah, it's 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 live reactions with Tori. Uh, <laughs> like what? The elves, the elves, the gay. Uh, yeah. Yes. It, it is now March. It is spring is coming quick upon us, and uh, we will be getting the true quest for the ring. The fellowship will actually be created. What? Next chapter. There's I a believe. fellowship? There's a fellowship of the ring? Yeah. Just the one, though. <laughs> of the, the one, one ring. ring, yeah. There's the Lord of the Rings, and then there's. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway. Yeah. So, Thanks yeah, for listening thank to you our shit, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to our shit. You can find us, of course. I feel like we haven't done this oh, uh, yeah. Outro. info drop before, but uh, we, yeah, it, the other times we've just been like, we've had other stuff to do that we've just kind of rushed through. But you can find me on Twitter at GoodLookingGeek. You can find Tori at, on Twitter at Toriello. You can find our Twitter, the Silly Marillion Twitter, at the Silly Marillion. Uh, it's been a hot minute. Silly Marillions. I think it's Silly Marillions, plural, with an S. Plural. The Silly Merlin is our Patreon. Yeah. 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 If you'd like to contribute to our Patreon, uh, where we watch movies and then also have bonus pods, uh, feel free to join us there at patreon.com slash the Silly Merlin. Uh, our movie this month is going to be, uh, we're going to begin the last two movies of the Twilight Saga yeah, Breaking, Breaking Dawn, Dawn Part Breaking One. Breaking Dawn Part One. Is oh man! Be what we're gonna. I feel like at that point we also just need April to be Breaking Dawn Part Two, so we're fucking done yeah. with Twilight. And yeah, I don't probably. Have to watch those movies ever again, at least without being high and in person. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And yeah, I think that's really it. Uh, special thanks. I haven't done special thanks in a special while. Special thanks. I'm really bad about that. Special thanks. Uh, not only to our patrons, but also to our good friend Evelyn, yeah, friend Evelyn. of the podcast, for doing our cover art. And special thanks to my friend Jack Hook for yeah, composing Jack. our intro and outro music. Uh, and yeah. And with that. Da da da. Da da da. Da da da.